Hello, and welcome to Tech Champagne, a wealth expansion podcast designed to help you turn simple ideas into major impact and big revenue. I'm Elisa Wilcox, and I've spent the last 11 years helping women entrepreneurs build six and seven figure businesses with simple systems and automation. I'm here to guide you and give you my exact strategies for money, marketing, and automated business growth so you can create the life and business you truly desire. The income level you really want is well within your reach. Let's do this together. Hello, and welcome back to Tech Champagne. My name is Elisa Purdy, and I am your host. And today we are talking about how to host small events that have a big impact. So I love hosting live events. I think it's really fun. I think a lot of people shy away from hosting live events because of all the unknowns that that go into live events. I am someone who sort of just tries things and makes improvements each time. (laughs) Sometimes I dive into things before I'm ready. And that's okay. I highly encourage doing that in every facet of life. So I'm going to talk specifically today about how really small events can have huge business growth for your business all year long, all year long. Okay. So I have an event twice a year. It's called, well, it has different names (laughs) depending on the time of year. So the one that I recently had is called the Spring Fling Picnic. So The event is typically a picnic twice a year, and I hire a picnic company that sets it up. And I'm sure if you've been on social media in the last three years, you've probably seen these bougie picnic settings, right? They have tables, they have tons of pillows. It just looks like a dream. They have these beautiful umbrellas and there's lots of colors, pinks, green, flowers, um, beautiful place settings, blankets. It's just so cozy and so pretty. And I'm blessed here to live in Santa Barbara where we have great weather um, pretty much all year round. I know this last winter was a little rough for us, but that's not typical. So last week, I'm recording this podcast on May 23rd, but last week on the 17th, I had a picnic and I'm going to go through the planning of what that event looks like here with you today. I'm going to talk about the revenue I generate from it. I'm going to talk about the costs um, that I incur from this event. And I'm really going to dig into the details of the picnic and what it means for my business. I think it's really important to share with everyone that having these small events is not difficult and it will bring you clients all year round. So if you are someone who likes to connect in person, this is a really great option for you. And if you are someone who's introverted, I can be really introverted. I don't want you to think this is only for super extroverts who love being seen and talking and and socializing. I I love to be at home with my dog and my husband. (laughs) I do, but I also love to extrovert sometimes. (laughs) And if you're like me, sometimes these like three or four our windows can be really tiring energetically. And then you have to go and recharge somehow, but they're worth it. They're worth it. So I'm going to share with you the details here of the picnic. Okay. So I have two vendors that I have worked with, I think for the last three years, one of them is the picnic company, shout out to picnics in paradise in Santa Barbara. If you've not looked them up, please do so. They set up my picnics for me. I've known the owner for, I don't know, 20 years or something. And this was long before picnic company. So it just happened that she owned a company and I was like, huh, that sounds fun. You know me, I love supporting women in business. So let's do it. 
so she sets up the most, her and her daughter, they set up the most beautiful, beautiful picnics. So I work with her each time. And then I discovered a vendor who does um, charcuterie and like kind of elevated picnic food. So it's really important to be clear on the kind of experience you want your guests to have. And it just didn't line up for me to have a really fancy picnic setting and then serve pizza <laughs> or something something like that. You know, it, it has to match. So I was at the gym one day and this, I was talking to this lovely woman who happens to own a catering company. And then she found me on Instagram and said, I see that you have these picnics. I think after the first one that I had, here's my company. It's called the grazing place in Santa Barbara. Her name is Monica. And she said, I would love to work with you on the next one. I was like, great. Send me your, you know, your menu and what you recommend for this many people for 20 people. And we'll go from there. So she did that. And I think she has done three or four picnics with me so far. And she's phenomenal. The photos, the the Instagram content is just so dreamy. It's so dreamy. So I love it. So I work with the same two vendors. So that's really simple. I don't go looking for new ones or price shopping or any of that. Um, So the grazing place does the food. Picnics in Paradise does the picnic setup. They come an hour before, hour and a half before and do all the setup start to finish and they're really fast. Um, and the food comes, I think about 30 minutes before it's already in its displays and all of that. Um, Monica's husband typically comes and sets up the food while she's doing other things and then we're ready to go. So in addition, the only other things that I bring outside, you know, we've got the picnic set up, we've got the food. I bring water for everyone. I have, you know, a couple of those glass sort of like water containers. I put some fruit in there and put it on um, a table. And I also do um, some bottles of wine and some bottles of bubbly. And that's it. (laughs) That is it. So as far as the food goes, I know I get questions as to like, what do you serve? So the the, uh, caterer does charcuterie cups. And I started doing this picnic and these charcuterie cups, which are individually packaged during like right after COVID, because I knew a lot of people had a lot of concerns about communal food and togetherness and all of that. So I thought, hey, it's an outside event. This food is individually packaged. We're ready to go. Let's do it. So they do a charcuterie cup and then also a dessert cup with like brownies and beautiful um, macaroons and fruit and all this great stuff. And then I also order um, Caprese skewers. So they pass those around and yeah, it's good. I mean, we're not doing like a full dinner setup. We're not doing like a heavy dinner or any of that. I think that's important to know when I'm going to talk here about the p- ticket price pretty soon. So those are the only op- the only elements. So we've got the setup, we've got the food and we've got some drinks. Now we need our people. <laughs> now we need our people. So I start posting this on social media about four weeks in advance. I send it out to my email list. Um, this time around, I chose two Facebook groups here in Santa Barbara, local groups, one for moms and one for business owners. And I sold most of the tickets to the event through those two Facebook groups. I got a lot of people that I had never met before, which is fantastic. And uh, some prior clients came that also fantastic. And it was just a really great event. I think we ended up with uh, 18, 16 or 18 people. I don't recall. So of those people, I had uh, speaker tickets. I had attendee tickets and I also had vendor tickets. So of this group, four of them were speakers. And I will tell you that happened by accident. (laughs) So I had three speakers booked and another past client who uh, we were talking about a presentation or a training 
later on in the year. And so she said, I would love to come to the picnic. And she just bought a speaker ticket and said, thanks so much for allowing me to speak. And at first I was like, am I going to have time in the program for four speakers? And then I thought, you know what? It's a three hour event. Give them 10 to 15 minutes each. We'll have a break in the middle so people can, you know, use the restroom, walk around, get the wiggles out, take a break. So it worked out perfectly. So we had four speakers who spoke on different topics regarding uh, being an entrepreneur. So we had a CPA who was talking about tax strategies. We had a copywriter talking about copywriting strategies. We had a health and wellness coach. And then we also had a uh, business coach. She is starting a brand new business. It was really fun to hear from her. She was talking about connection and how creating really um, substantial connections will grow your business forever and ever and ever. It was really phenomenal. So people loved those speakers. And if you were the host of this event, I want you to watch people listen to the speakers and see which ones are resonating and which ones are not. I was watching people nod their head, write things down. I was like, oh, this is good. Okay, good, 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 good. Because as the planner of the event, you're sort of taking a chance. You're planning a program that feels good to you and you're hoping that your audience gets some value out of it. Um, I saw a lot of people that you know use their phones to take video of the presentations. I thought that was great too. So that felt really good. So a three-hour event, we had four speakers. I ended up selling two vendor tickets. This is something that I like to keep really small, mainly because it's a picnic and it's at a public um, park here in Santa Barbara. It's a really beautiful park. It's on the grass. But, you know, we want to fly under the radar. <laughs> so if I had like 10 vendors and booths and the whole thing, somebody might be like, hmm, you don't have a permit. <laughs> no, I don't have a permit. So I usually keep it to two or three vendors. Sometimes there's just one and that's fine too. I just want to give the ladies a fun, you know, if they want to do some shopping, something fun, get a little gift for someone or, or buy something for themselves. That's kind of the goal there. So I had four speakers, two vendors, and the rest were all attendees. And it was really fun. It was a great event, a lot of great conversation. I could see people connecting. When you have small groups like that, you're creating a lot more connection than if you have people in a room of like 300 people. So that is important to note. Um, And then let's talk about the follow-up. This is the last piece of having a successful event. What is your follow-up here? So when you're selling tickets, hopefully you have a system in place. (laughs) I'm a business coach and I specialize in automated systems. So if you need help here, please let me know. I use a payment processor called Stripe that integrates with a system called Moonclerk. And Moonclerk has some automation. So I write some emails ahead of time. And as people buy tickets, they get a welcome email. I don't send it. I've, I've loaded it ahead of time. So they will get this welcome email with what to expect, what to bring, uh, that sort of thing. Then after that welcome email, you know, the event happens. And then ideally, either later that night or the day after, you want to have a follow-up email go out. And you, again, you want to schedule this in advance and have your email system send it out. So I really want these emails to be valuable and engaging, and I want people to open them. So the first email that I send is always a thank you for coming. Here are photos and videos from the event for you. So anything I've taken, I just put it into a Google Drive folder, and then I link it in this email so that people are like, oh, she's sending great emails of something I really wanted to see. You know, you don't want to come out the gate trying to sell them something that they haven't asked for. So that's typically what I send first is a sort of gratitude email with a link to the photos and videos from the event. People love those. I get a lot of responses, you know, people, thank you so much. 
um, that sort of thing. And then in addition to that, I usually have two or three more emails that go out that start to sell, you know, start to share. I have a mastermind. If you'd like to do that, we can do a one-on-one strategy session. You know, these are all paid offers. Um, or information on my one-on-one coaching. So this is the perfect opportunity because you've created this connection with them. Or maybe you have a free Facebook group. You can send people to your free Facebook group as well. And then something that I try to be hyper aware of at these events is I take notes of what people do. You know, we, we, we do an intro at the beginning of the event. Everyone sits down around the table. We're getting snacks. And then I let every person intro themselves and their business. I want them to be seen. You know, you you bought a ticket for this event. I want you to be seen and heard and make connections and maybe get new, new clients or whatever that looks like for you. So for me, I'm listening to each person and I'm thinking, okay, this person has said she wants to do a course, but she can't figure it out. Or she's had this idea for a course for two years and can't seem to figure out how people do it. That's someone that I'm going to talk to afterwards or someone who's burning out in their business and they need automated systems, that's someone I'm going to reach out to afterwards as well. And so it's important if you're hosting this event to be aware of what people need and if there is an opportunity for you to support them afterwards. Okay, so you've got your follow-up email that went out. You know, thank you for coming. Here's some photos and videos from the event. And then your next two to three emails can be selling Um, you know, sharing the value and what it is that you do. And then also on top of that, the next layer has to be this individual communication. I'm all for coffee dates. I love me a coffee date. So I have scheduled coffee dates with a couple of these women from the event. And um, it's going to be great. I'm really excited to connect more with them and learn more about what they do and talk about creating courses (laughs) and all the good stuff that happens in online business. So That is the event sort of from start to finish. There's one more layer here I want to share with you, and that is a social layer. And I hear this a lot from people that host events where, you know, they're hosting an event and they feel like they weren't present or that people didn't get enough value out of it, or, you know, it just wasn't what they thought it would be. You know, it it didn't feel warm and fuzzy. So there's a couple of things that you can do to make things feel warm and fuzzy. Number one, allow people to introduce themselves. If you're not doing that, throw that in. First and foremost, when you first sit down, sit around the table, everybody kumbaya and one by one, ask everybody to introduce themselves. That's the first step in getting, uh, you know, breaking the ice because people will start to go, oh, that's what you do. And then they will talk amongst themselves, (laughs) which is great. It's really important to make people feel comfortable. And the one way you do that is to allow people to introduce themselves so that they feel seen and heard. And at the beginning of the event, it's important to connect with each person one by one. And how do you do that? Well, if you're at an event that has drinks and food, as each person trickles in, and it's much harder to do with larger groups, but just say, hi, I did this a lot. Hi, I'm Elisa. How are you? You know, with people I hadn't met yet can I get you some water or a glass of wine? And they would say, oh yes, of course. And then I bring them over to where the group is. And now that I know their name, I can introduce them. This is this person. I'm going to grab you a drink and I'll be right back. And then they will chat amongst themselves. So some people are shyer than others. And it's really important to sort of like read personalities as best as, best as you can. If people have shown up alone and they don't know anybody that they need a little bit of extra handholding. So make sure that you are aware of that. And you welcome them in, grab them a drink, 
introduce them to people. So it's that social layer that's really important in keeping people um, comfortable, allowing them to connect with other people and just keeping the vibe high. You know, you don't want people sort of like on opposite ends of the room, not talking (laughs) or somebody just sitting alone, counting the minutes until they can leave. Right. You want to really create this connection. Um, And this is a tough one. I'm going to end with this. This is a tough one for a lot of people, but use people's names. Learn some tricks. If you're not a name person, try to learn some tricks to remembering names. Do your best. I mean, no one's perfect, certainly. And my name, Alisa, is mispronounced by a plethora of people on any given day. But if you see someone, I don't know, take notes. If you're someone who absolutely does not remember names and you're at the head of a table, be really sly about it, but maybe have a pen and paper and write down the names of the people and where they're sitting at the table so that you can say, hey, Jordan, please meet Ashley, who does X, Y, Z. You know, it's important when people hear you say their name, it's just confirmation that you're listening and paying attention to them and you are, that they're important. They're important. You don't want to be like, hey, so you over here, you do this thing, talk to her over there. (laughs) It's, It's a much better impact if you use people's names. So, okay, that is my spring fling picnic uh, from start to finish. And I actually don't think I um, included the ticket investments here. I'm going to do that now. So I told you that there are four speakers. I told you that there were two vendors. I told you that there were a total of, I think it was 18 people. So my speaker tickets were $147 and my vendor tickets were $147 as well. The attendee tickets, just the baseline regular attendee tickets were $97. I always keep those under $100. And I also had an option for VIP attendees. Anybody who bought a ticket could be a VIP for $197 and do a strategy session with me anytime after the picnic. So we would do a one-hour Zoom call, really dig deep into their business, what their goals are, what their offers are, what's selling, what's not selling, all that good stuff. So I think uh, two people opted for the VIP outside of the speakers and vendors, and the rest of the people were attendee tickets. Um And you'll get to learn this when you start doing these small events. These are not money makers. They're not meant to be money makers. Like the event itself is not meant to be money makers. So my goal with every small event is to have less than $500 in cost. So basically to be in the red, less than $5. And I think this one, um, I was in the red, I think 220 or something like that. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but because it brings me revenue all year long, I'm okay with it. It's also a business write-off. All the, you know, the picnic cost, the uh, charcuterie costs, the wine and water costs, those things are all write-offs for my business. They are business expenses. So I do not aim to make profit on this event. It's just too small. It's too small. But usually what happens is one or more of these people sign up into my one-on-one program or into my um, VIP mastermind. And that might take a couple of weeks and that's okay. So if you are looking at these small events, Uh, it's okay to not make a profit off of them because they're meant to be long-term business builders. Okay. Now I think I've included all the information. (laughs) Okay. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Tech Champagne and I will see you next week. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope this episode brought you exactly what you needed. If you had fun today, be sure to hit the subscribe button or leave me a review. Your support means the world to me and it helps other women entrepreneurs find the show as well. And if you're looking for a free place to connect and learn more about creating your own six-figure online business, 
check out my Facebook group, Empowered Entrepreneurs. See you on the next episode.